You're listening to Agency Highway. This is a podcast for agencies that want to grow their business and work less. Agency Highway is sponsored by Content Snare, a platform that helps digital agencies gather content from clients without digging through a storm of emails, huge attachments, and messy Google Docs. Sign up at contentsnare.com and use the chat widget to say you heard about Content Snare on Agency Highway, and you'll get a 30-day trial instead of the typical 14. Now, here's this week's episode. Hello and welcome back to Agency Highway. This is episode 74 with Brendan Tully from WP Speed Fix. Brendan, thanks for coming on. My pleasure. Good to be here. It's uh, it's awesome that you're back in the country and we're able to do this um, after a few weeks in Chiang Mai where I also was hanging out with some fellow Dynamite Circlers. I should say DC because Dynamite Circlers sounds like <laughs> Dynamite a Circlers. Sounds like a friggin' cult. What <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, is today- it, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's like not. Yeah, let's not talk about it. <laughs> uh, anyway, today we're talking about WordPress speed um, because obviously speed is all the rage at the moment um, for many, many reasons, which we're going to dig into. Uh, you know, I've I have seen so many posts in groups lately about different um, tools and things and measuring site speed. In fact. I was having a little chill on the couch right before this interview, just scrolling through Facebook, and I saw a couple of waterfall graphs uh, showing up in one of the web design Facebook groups, everyone comparing, trying to work out how to save some guys, you know, probably half a second or something because that's, we put all this work in to save the tiniest amounts of time because it's important for our users. So, um, Brendan, before I we start talking about speed, can you just let people know a little bit about WP Speed Fix and what you guys do? Sure. So WP Speed Fix is, I guess it's essentially a productized service. It's our productized service business where we help people with WordPress speed, so WordPress, WordPress site speed optimization. So we kind of fell into it by accident. Uh, we started doing hosting years and 10 years ago for our agency clients, for SEO agency clients. I also have an SEO agency business. So we started doing hosting and then we started doing speed for those hosting clients and then we just started doing speed by itself. And uh, as you said, site speed is becoming this huge big deal. Um, and now it's just a, the business is a, a standalone thing. It started out as a blog post then a contact us form then a buy <laughs> button and now it's like its own brand. And we started, well, we split it out in like maybe 2016-ish. Um, I'm not sure of the exact date, but... Um, since we split it out into its own business, we've optimized over 3,000 sites now. So That's awesome. we, have, um, we have a lot of experience and we've come across a lot of problems. <laughs> um, and yeah, so to the point where we decided to build our own speed test tool, which I think you've seen that mm-hmm. um, we kind of did it as a test and it's worked really well because you know, it's, it's expensive as you probably know as you're in the software space. You know, building software is hard work and expensive, but... Uh-huh. It, so we built that at the start of the year and it's been amazing. So we actually have a bunch of extra or new features we're rolling to that tool as well. That, um, yeah. But so I'd, Where can people you know, go to um, test their site? If they go to app, app.wpspeedfix.com, mm-hmm. they can test their site there. So stick it in, takes about 60 seconds to test the site and it'll give you like really detailed recommendations to the point where it would be able to tell you 80 or 90% of what I'd tell you looking at the site. That is awesome. So and we're actually, so we're in the process of adding some new features that will have another 75 or 100 recommendations based on specific tools that, you know, people use on their site, different ad networks, different marketing tools like, you know, 
heat map tools are typically very slow. Oh, yeah. Um, like yep. Hotjar and Lucky Orange and Crazy Egg and things like that. So we have some ways to optimize tools like that. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I definitely need that because I basically just turned off those things. Uh, <laughs> same as Intercom. Intercom is an absolute yep. hog. Um, just... We, just so people know, we will be linking that up in the show notes, app.wpspeedfix.com to go and get your site tested out so you don't have to remember that and write it down if you are currently driving. Please don't do that. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's really cool how you said this kind of just came, like spun out by itself, um, you know, out of need because that's, like, that's the best kind of business, right? It just shows mm-hmm. that there's an, a real actual demand for it. So that's – it's awesome. And and. I'm not going to lie. I was looking for this exact service um, not too long ago um, because my developers weren't specialized in um, w- in speed fixes, right? Yep. And that's exactly what I wanted is someone I could just go along and pay some money to uh, who was affordable that would fix up the site. And you guys are extremely affordable. That's probably my favorite thing. It's just like an absolute no-brainer for most business owners to get their... Um, site speed tuned up by you guys. So let's get into why speed's so important. If I mean a lot of people probably already know, but like what are what are the main things? Yeah, that's a good question. So I think that like to a degree, maybe the market's gone too much in the direction of speed. Like like mm-hmm. we we're talking about just before we hit record, like there's there's whole Facebook groups dedicated to site speed and uh, <laughs> Right now, like people are fanatical about speed. Google's just added speed to Google Search Console, um, and they're they're brutal with people's sites. Oh uh, yeah, you know, basically they're telling everybody their site is slow, which is good from a business perspective for us. But like broadly, <laughs> it's not necessarily good when we have people who are like so frantic because Google is telling them in this SEO tool of, of all things that speed is a problem. Yeah. Um, so speed is important for a couple of reasons. So from let's talk about the user perspective so once they're on the website so um you know the people want a fast user experience and internet connections are fast well not really in australia but internationally they are <laughs> so I mean, you know depressing but true me. i mean it's crazy like i'm tethered on my phone here i'm at the office and we have we have two landline internets and i just use my phone like my wow okay mine's mine's not that bad i'm fairly reasonable here i'm on like the nbn cable but man yeah it's still pretty rubbish compared to other countries for sure yeah but um i mean from a conversion perspective there's all these stats around the web that you know one second of speed is seven percent conversion drop or something like that Mm. I mean, I don't know how true any of those are and I haven't found like a really good study that actually breaks it down and, and, you know, statistical significance and gets into the numbers. But broadly, you know yourself when a website's slow to load, you lose patience pretty quickly and click Mm -hmm. away, you know, within a few seconds. And I know that myself. I'm so conscious of it, especially when I'm scrolling through Facebook and clicking on some nonsense if it doesn't load very quickly. Oh, yeah. uh, I'll click away. So from a conversion rate... So yeah, so yeah. from a conversion rate perspective and getting people to stick around, we don't want speed to be an obstacle. So mm-hmm. you've done all this work to get people to the website, spent money probably in a lot of cases, mm-hmm. um, and we don't want it to be an obstacle. So you know, converting the customer and just having them stick around. So speed is important for that. And then from a Google perspective, they say speed is part of the algorithm. What we've seen, so for the longest time, we couldn't, so we've, we've worked with over 3,000 sites and every time someone said my Google rankings or organic traffic went up because of the work you guys did, we could always pinpoint it back to 
some sort of technical issue. So we actually, you know, having good tech stuff generally makes the site faster, which makes Google happier. So we could always pin it back to something other than speed until this year where we've seen a direct correlation between uh, pages ranking high and particular elements of speed. So speed definitely plays a factor in, in search engine rankings. And probably the biggest one that we've seen and the rec correlation is page weight. So where we have a site that has, mm-hmm. say we have a, a, a website that has 100 pages on there. Um, you know, most people make this mistake of, of testing a homepage only and testing it once from one location, whereas the website <laughs> is, so that in that example, the website is 100 pages. So what we found, particularly with people who are doing content marketing, the homepage might be fast, but all these content pages are yep. huge. They have 10 or 20 meg of images on them and we've seen several examples and, and two of our agency sites as well, agency client sites where we've had fast home page, we have inner pages that in one, one particular client, they do kitchens and they had all these portfolio pages and some of those pages, the page weight was 30 or 40 megabytes and they just, they, they weren't ranking and we run a site-wide speed test on it and we saw, we're like, shit, these are some big pages. <laughs> Fixed it up and there was a lot of manual work to resize some of those images, fixed it up and mm. within a couple of weeks they started ranking. So Wow. Yeah. So there's the, the, the this year has been the first time I can confidently say that speed definitely is uh, has an impact on SEO and that particular aspect of speed really does make a difference in, in relation to SEO. I mean, even, even without like being directly part of the algorithm, it would still make sense, right? Because Google have said that they, they rate user experience, right? And yeah. if you go to a website and it's like super slow and you hit back before you even end up there, like that's going to send a bad signal to Google. If you are yeah. browsing around and you try to bounce to like one other page and you, and like you just leave, close the tab, whatever, this is sending bad signals to Google. Yeah. Uh, and like, and this is like, so click through rate, time on site, bounce rate, all of this sort of stuff is going to be affected anyway, yeah. uh, which is all sending you know, good or bad signals to Google. So, I mean, it makes sense to have a, a fast site. And, um, I mean, that's been the, the huge thing with, um, content snare, like, um, uh, like, uh, perceived speed is a thing as well. So the whole yeah. new version of content snare, um, it, it's the whole like JavaScript front end versus a back end where everything kind of feels like it's instant on the front end. Yeah. Whereas it's sort of asynchronously working on the back end to make people, like the experience for people is just much, much, much better. Uh, and yeah. like, I notice that every time using an app, if I'm clicking stuff and it's instant, it's like, oh my God, I love this. You know, <laughs> Like every time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, and a good example of that is you can have a site that loads fast in a speed test tool. Like it's, it's showing one or two second load times, but they have like animation or they have fade in. So like where they have the images fade in. So that, the user perceives the site as much slower because the site has to load and then the animation starts and that fade in could be half a second to one yep. second fading time. So it feels like it's one second slower because of the fade. Like that's Yeah. It's like preloaders totally when, when that was a thing for a while, like ha- having a little loading icon that blocked use of the site until it was finished. That was yeah. crazy. And Absolutely. people wanted them. And I was like, what are people you doing? Still have it. Really? Yeah, pretty regularly, yeah. One, probably two or three out of ten sites have some sort of preloader or they'll have a status bar that, that oh, shows wow. the load. So the site has to load the status bar and then load the site. So <laughs> and blocks use load. of it. 
Yeah, and it's, a lot of the time it's blocking the the site's loading up, and it's it's being blocked by the the status thing or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So, look, it's pretty clear. Speed's important. So, um, and like I like I said, I see everyone trying to fix their site speed lately. There's Facebook groups dedicated to it. I see posts in web designer Facebook groups. What are some of the biggest mistakes people are making? All right, so let's probably the number one mistake people make is focusing on speed over uptime and reliability. Um, <laughs> so uptime and and reliability is at least as important as speed because if the site is down or broken some of the time, that's zero speed. So Google's going to come, you know, if the site's down some of the time, Google will try and index it. It's not there. Users will hit the site. It's not there or it's not loading. So the, the we see people trying to optimize sites on garbage hosting. So Bluehost or HostGator or some $2 a month host. <laughs> You know, if if they ran uptime monitoring, and we recommend everybody does, if they ran uptime monitoring, they'd probably find the site's down for two or three hours during the day at least. Um, because do you use, such do you use, hosting. What tool do you use for uptime monitoring? So we use uptimerobot.com. Uh, they have a free version, so the free version checks every five minutes. Uh, and then the paid version, which is it's dirt cheap. Um, checks every minute. So for any of our agency sites we have and for all the customers on our hosting environment, we have uptime monitoring on those. So nice. um, we'll know if something's going screwy. But yeah, if you know, I would say speed aside, like it makes sense if you have a site that's making you money to run uptime monitoring on it. So because mm-hmm. um, quite often the, the monitor will pick up things that are wrong that are not evident when you're on the site or you know, if the site is, is screwy from a particular country, the uptime monitor will probably pick that up as well. But yeah, the, the most common mistake is focusing on speed instead of uptime and reliability first. And a lot of the time people will break websites or partially break them in order to get a high score. In a oh, speed. yeah. And it's easy to do with minification and... Exactly, right. Go too aggressive on fiddling with JavaScript and it might work on whatever, you know, Chrome or something that's forgiving, <laughs> but an older mobile device, it's just completely broken or, or something like yes. that. So, yeah. So, I'd say always uptime and reliability first before doing any speed stuff. So, How do you test for all that? Like, are you do you make your changes and then use browser stack or something to check all the different devices? It's... it's it's tough. Probably the the quick and dirty way is to check the use the Chrome developer tools and and look in the JavaScript console. If stuff is erroring out there, you're going to be pretty much guaranteed that it's going to be mm. broken on some browser. Like Chrome is probably the most forgiving browser of all. Um, yeah, that that's probably the big one. It's it's a hard one to test though across lots of devices. How do you, how do you find Safari? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted you to say you hate it because we absolutely hate it. After the last <laughs> last iteration of Content Snare, we'd have everything working in even like Edge before and we had to do more work to get things running in, in Safari than any other browser. Wow. I'm just like, Apple strikes again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Safari is, is very unforgiving. We found bugs. That we found if, if you serve up a zero-byte file to Safari, a lot of the time it will crash. Like... Uh, Zero byte CSS files that will crash, which can happen if you have like a custom .css file that is just all comments. Right. And you minify it, so then the comments are gone. So it's just zero bytes. Uh-huh. So. 
Interesting. Um, just before I move on, but you're talking about uptime monitoring before, I think um, just for agencies listening, if you don't already have something like this set up, um, it can be really handy to have these kind of notifications set up. So we used to use Status Cake as our uptime monitor. They, they're really cool because I don't, I don't know about uptime robot, but you can do things like uh, DNS monitoring and um, actually search for certain bits of text within the code. Um, and uh, it'll give you domain expiry warnings and like all kinds of like stuff, SSL expiry. Like it, it's, it was very, very comprehensive. Uh, but it would also tell us like immediately if a client site went down and the yeah. fact that then we could, you know, if it was more than 10 minutes that were like, or even five minutes and we could tell a client and be on it first, you know, they'd be like, it was actually, they found it quite impressive. Like some people are a bit reluctant to tell their clients the site went down at all, but it's like, we've just seen this. We're trying to work out what's going on you know, before the yeah. clients even notice their own sites down. That got us some brownie points, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like you, like most people, if they're you know, running an agency, they know the Monday morning at AM call the sites down where mm. they've forgotten to renew the domain and like it's gone down at 11 PM on a Saturday night and nobody's noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we use we we don't use it anymore, but we used to use a tool called Little Warden. It's a similar okay. thing to Status Cake. Does the same sort of thing. Tells you if the SSL has expired, uh, if someone's messing with DNS, all that sort of stuff. Yep. And also a, a common one as well. IT guys get in and mess with DNS settings. Oh, and God, yes. <laughs> IT is like the bane of, bane of some <laughs> web designer's existence. Um, I don't know if I actually mentioned it there, but we had Status Cake set up to through Zapier, I think, to drop a message into a critical alerts channel that we had in Slack that nice. would always notify me. Um, so, and you just see it there in the corner of your screen, such and such is down, and you're like, oh, like get the team onto it immediately. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, is there any other? You also another mistake you spoke about was like focusing on just the homepage, which is yeah, I guess yeah. massive. Like, how do you suggest people actually go about testing their sites? Like, it, do they have to spider it, spider the whole thing, or? Yeah, so so that's a common one, and you'll see people who are obsessed with getting a hundred score on Google PageSpeed Insights, like absolutely obsessed, um, and they just focus on the homepage and totally forget that there's you know hundred other pages. So um, the latest version of Screaming Frog SEO Spider does basic speed stuff. So it will it has an integration with. Uh, Lighthouse or Google PageSpeed Insights. Um, so if you get an API key for that, it'll do. Um, uh, it'll it'll pull in a bunch of data from PageSpeed Insights, so you can get PageSpeed okay. score, you can get page weight. So we use it for page weight. We have our own tools as well. We have some custom tools for doing it, but it's a quick and dirty way to do it. Um, so that's probably the quickest and easiest one. Get a paid copy of Screaming Frog SEO Spider, set up PageSpeed Insights integration, and crawl the site, and you'll probably see that there's a handful. Almost every site has a handful of pages that are like ten meg, twenty meg, something crazy. Yeah, yeah. And I think so. How that comes about. People have hire content writers. Content writers use Canva to make images. They do a blog <laughs> post with the 10 best, whatever it is. So they have 10 images for each, whatever it is, the list, listicle. <laughs> and then um, so Canva by default wants you to download as a PNG file. So those those kind of blog posts are half a meg each, those images that they use, like a Oof. 500 or 1,000 pixel wide image. So then they have this post with... 10 odd images that are half a meg in size. So all of a sudden it's, it's at least a five meg page weight. So um, yeah, so that's how it typically comes about. And we see it, we've seen it hundreds of times where it's just pages with both massive resolution images and they're saved as PNGs instead of JPEGs. So 
Damn. Yeah, I can see that. And Screaming Frog is such an awesome um, tool anyway. Actually, it's funny you brought that up because I actually downloaded it for the first time in ages this morning, right before this interview, because I wanted to get a bunch of um, meta tags out of a a whole bunch of sites, uh, like to see what the, um, basically just what they describe themselves as. Uh, Like, because it's got so many different uses. Like I was literally, this was to find out a bunch of the people that had signed up for Content Snare. I was trying to see what kind of businesses they were. So I just ran their domains through Screaming Frog to look at all the, the H1 tags and the meta tags and just be like, okay, that's what they all do. So um, I don't know. I just find like random little uses for Screaming Frog all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. So any other mistakes you think that um, people are probably making? Yeah, not. I mean, using shitty hosting, we kind of talked about that. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's paying two bucks a month for hosting, you know, it's it's less than a cup of coffee and you're running this business, which, you know, a lot of people are running a six or seven figure business on this $5 a month hosting. And I'm like, you could pay $20 and get <laughs> lightning fast. It's like the cost of coffee versus the cost of lunch. It's still nothing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, using good quality hosting and then also backups is probably another one. Um, yeah. We, in 20 years of doing client stuff, I've never lost lost client data yeah. uh, which and testing great. actually testing backups that's a big thing yeah. a lot of people so take we always backups. use two so good hosting will have its own backup and then we use we uh i don't know if you're familiar with blog vault so we use blog vault mm-hmm. as well. um and I know a lot of people are wondering right now, um they're probably really cranky that i haven't already asked this but what hosting do you recommend <laughs> Um, it depends. So probably there's probably four or five that we'd recommend if you, are not technical, if you are technical, sorry, and you want cheap and fast cloudways right mm-hmm. now, it's probably the best option. All uh, over it. Yep. Dedicated speed optimized server from 10 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Um, so cloudways, I would also say SiteGround is a really good cPanel host. Um, WPX hosting is kind of like a good budget managed WordPress host and then higher end WordPress managed host would probably be Kinsta. Nice. Very good. That's uh, enough things for people to go and check out. I mean, I'm on Cloudways as well. Um, I have been using it for all our sites for a while and it's, I feel like they're um, really improving at the moment. So yeah, I'm a happy customer, happy camper with Cloudways. So, um, Finally, I guess let's dig into what some simple things people can do to improve their site speed. Sure. So moving hosting, that's that's not <laughs> simple, but yep. that's probably a big one. Well, it kind um, of is simple now, I feel, like depending on, on the host, like especially Cloudways. Uh, we moved many sites to Cloudways and that was so easy every time. Like I'm sh- I think some people have had issues with like their migrator, but their built-in migrator worked for us like 10 out of 10 times. The first yeah. 10 times we did it, I don't... Yeah, and it's just like awesome. So it doesn't have to be hard to move host. Yeah, I think they move one for free as well. Like if they... I think a lot of hosts will move it for you when they do mm. one site for free. So if you only got one site... I mean, I guess a lot of people listening at agencies and they probably have tech resources. So mm. um, yeah, so using good hosting. And also, so using Cloudflare, that's an easy one. Um, and there's a couple of reasons why we use Cloudflare. A lot of people in the speed community don't like it, but they don't really understand the technical stuff behind cloudflare mm-hmm. um so cloudflare does dns hosting so it's the fastest dns host in the world um and if you go to the website dns perf perf.com they rank all the they continually test all the, the leading dns providers and cloudflare is pretty much always number one um so 
the, the price is good. The free plan does a lot of good stuff. Mm. Fastest DNS host in the world. They do some security stuff and they do content delivery networks. So just adding Cloudflare to a site that doesn't have a content delivery network will easily give it a half a second to one second boost if it's already fast. And you're right in that like loads of people don't understand it. And I'm one of those, you know, that's the reason I've never turned on the little orange cloud uh, yep. because I'm worried uh, because like aggressive caching can cause problems and I just don't know enough. Like I've in the past, yep. I've had a lot of issues with like URL parameters and that kind of stuff. And, and that's why I imagine there's so much advantage in, uh, using a service like you guys because you guys know all that and you'll yeah. i assume you put in the exclusion rules and all that sort of crap that there's a I lot don't. of nuance like if if you have like a small business like a doctor or a dentist website you're working with that's easy because it's just a vanilla site yeah. it's just content with 10 or 20 pages but if you've got a woocommerce site then things start to get a bit messy especially as soon as you have any customization then you, you kind of get into this weird territory where it works most of the time when you just do the click, click, click and follow the instructions, but it's those two out of 10 times that it breaks and then you've yeah. got like a client screaming at you and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Those are all those edge cases that, you know, you've got to be aware of. So Yeah. It's, it, is it always URL parameters that blow up? I feel like that's always where my sources of frustration have come from. <laughs> yeah. Like custom code or something that's that's doing something that's not standard plugin behavior. So right. someone's cut some custom config stuff, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's, that's just weird or it's, it needs some conditions to work. So, yeah. Um, or where, where the, the site is doing something on each page load, like it's looking at what the browser is and delivering different content based on the browser. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's where you start getting into weird territory. Like if you have a, like an adaptive website using like WP touch or something to deliver a mobile version, then you start to get into kind of funny territory. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and again, this is why you work with someone who is specialized in this area because there's just so much to know. So what, what yeah. else? So we've got Cloudflare as a simple fix. What so else? Cloudflare, um, we use, so for image optimization, lazy loading images, uh, getting next gen image formats in place. So WebP files, um, so you know, most people are aware of JPEG and PNG. WebP is like a, a next-gen image file format that is maybe half the size of the equivalent JPEG or PNG it came from. So, wow. um, yeah, so that's that's an easy win to reduce the page weight and particularly lazy loading. Is that hard to like? Is there a tool that can help you automate the process of converting yeah. to WebPs? So it took us a while to figure this out. So we use if you just Google how to get next-gen images on. Uh, WordPress, you'll find a, a blog post on our agency site, the search engine shop. We use, and it'll give you the screenshots of how to do it. So we use short pixel, the short okay. pixel plugin. Mm-hmm. It will do it all. And you might need to pay the, you know, you might need to buy 10 bucks of image credits or something to could do if you've got a site with a lot of images. So we use short pixel and then we use uh, WP rocket have a free lazy load plugin. So if you're not using their main, their paid caching plugin, if you, you know, using something else. They have a free lazy load plugin, which is probably the best lazy load plugin. So the combo of those two will reduce the page weight across the site. Mm. Reliable, hardly ever break anything. Um, And if you have that issue where you have lots of big images across the site or or pages that have big page weight, just getting lazy loading set up alone will probably fix that in a lot of cases. And then ShortPixel will pick up a lot of the slack. ShortPixel can also bulk resize images. So you can set the max dimension of images you want. So if you can set them like they can't be bigger than 1500 by 1500 pixels, it will go through and do a lot of that hard work. That's awesome. Um, 
That's uh, really yeah. good to know. Yeah, and I will link up to that um, next next gen images blog post as well as short pixel. I believe we have a license to short pixel, but I'm not sure I've even set it up on the content snare site yet. So yeah. I think you get a hundred free images a month, but yeah, you probably need to, for most sites that you know a small business website might have a few thousand images or something with all the variations. So it's dirt. it's nothing anyway. It's like five or ten bucks for the credits. You know. Yeah, nice. Um, total total random question. Do you use WP Rocket on Cloudways? Because I know they have their own caching plugin that they. Recommend. No, we actually most of the time we use W three Total Cache. So it's yeah. it's faster than both. Like you'll see blog posts around the web that say WP Rocket's the best, but from a pure caching perspective, W three Total Cache is the fastest. Wow. Okay. Actually, just fiddled. What day is it? Today's Wednesday. So on Monday, I had a client where we tried all these different caching plugins to see which had the, the best performance. They were a pretty big WooCommerce site, mm-hmm. and the the W three total cache config we used was the best. Awesome. Um, so yeah, but so that's purely caching. WP Rocket does some other speed optimization stuff around JavaScript and CSS that um, W three total cache won't. So it's it's a bit of a funny one, and it depends on on the particular site. But yeah. if it was a WooCommerce site or something, yeah, W3 Total Cache. And that's what nice. we roll with on our sites as well. Cool. Man, this is already awesome. Um, but I'm still going to keep hitting you up for simple fixes. <laughs> well, what's next? How many more can we get through? <laughs> I'll, I'll give you one more. So so there's something called... So a lot of... There's a lot of modern speed optimizations prefetching around DNS and pages mm. and things like that. Prefetching, preloading. So you can do... There's lots of different tools out there to do preloading so what that means is it's the it makes the browser do work in the background so you load up a page on the website with preloading it can go and load the other pages that are linked from that page in the background so there there are plugins that will load every single page so you you load up a a website and it will go and load preload all the pages linked from that page the problem with that is that's that hammers your browser it hammers the server it's it's just not great Mm. so there is a plugin called instant it's called instant page, but you need to search instant page <laughs> yep. in the WordPress plugin libraries to find it. That's so the it easiest pre- fix ever too, right? Like you literally yeah. just install the plugin. There's no setup, nothing. Yeah. So uh, it does just-in-time preloading. So it starts preloading a link when you hover over it. So it won't hammer the server. It won't hammer the browser. Um, so that's that's probably the best preloading plugin we found. If you go to the website instant.page, it explains how it works. There's a basically a gap, like a 300 to 500 millisecond gap between you when you hover and click. So in that gap, you can get the browser to do a lot of the work in the background. So that's effectively what it's doing. So from a user perspective, like we talked about, the page is pretty much already loaded. So when they actually hit the click button, it, it loads. If it's on an optimized site or the site has been optimized, the page feels like it's loading nearly instantly. Yeah. So. And for the for the non-tech, uh, sorry, for the, the tech people in the audience that don't want to add another plugin, it is quite simple to add instant pages, JavaScript, just vanilla JavaScript to the page as well. Yep. Yeah. Um, man, yeah, I know these these three things alone are massive, right? I think that'll help yeah. a lot of people. Um, I think so we don't exploit people, we should probably call it, call it there. There's a lot of things yeah. they can do and I'm sure there's a ton of resources on your site, um, especially if they just go yeah. over and get that speed test done, it's going to get all the recommendations. So yeah. uh, that's- if they run, if they run their site through that speed test tool, it'll, it'll tell you a lot of these things that link to the articles that give you like, this is how you do it with screenshots. So that's awesome. Uh, so app.wpspeedfix.com, but yeah. it'll get you like, 
80 or 90% of the way there if, if you're even just a little bit technical. Yeah, and I mean, 100%, I'm um, signing up for one of your speed fixes. I, in fact, I've been meaning to since uh, I heard you speak at um, uh, DC event in Bangkok and it just sort of hasn't happened yet. And now, like, as soon as as soon as soon you came on the podcast, I'm like, why haven't I done this yet? I absolutely need this. So, yeah, I'm going to be jumping on board. Uh, if you would like to uh, get Brendan and his team at WP Speed Fix to... Uh, optimize your site or a client's site, uh, use the code content snare for what is that 10% off, Brendan? 10% off, yep. Coupon yeah. code content snare on the checkout. Yep. 10% off. Easy. And I will link up everything in the show notes. That will be at agencyhighway.com slash 74. Yep, got that right. Uh, <laughs> man, Brendan, uh, thank you for sharing all of this with us. It's super helpful. My pleasure, man. Discover how to grow your agency, earn more, and work less at agencyhighway.com. Head over there to get resources from this episode and full transcripts. See you next time. This episode was brought to you by Content Snare. If you're a digital agency or just need to get content or info from your clients, Content Snare can help you collect it on time and without enormous email trails. Give it a try at contentsnare.com.